Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Will and Divi on 95.7 The Game. Okay, there's a lot of Twitter dogs now. I admit that. A lot of Twitter dogs, right? Um, By the way, I'm the original radio doc as far as not a doctor docs go. I've been not a doctor doctoring since the 90s. You have. Well, what I like about you is for whatever reason, you get very excited about it. Like you lean, you lean in when the conversation suddenly like somebody tears or something. You get. I've done it. Right. You lean. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You lean into the microphone and you're like, let me, let me, let me tell you about what's about to go down here in this hospital room. I'm like trying to stay out of the hospital. I don't like this conversation. I don't want to know about it. I hope I'm never there. Like we'll do clear to play. I'm into it, but like. Man. When doctors collide, Dr. Feely and the radio doctor. Seriously. It's because, Mark, uh, one thing that I love about life is that whether it's LeBron James, you and I, or whatever the lowest person that you perceive to be on the human totem pole, there are certain things that we all have in common, commonalities. One is we all are going to die. And so when I think about in terms, and I hate to get all... That's defeatist. It's, but it's a fact. Even the oldest person on Earth... It is now. I mean, maybe they'll change something. Nobody ever has been born and not <laughs> perished yet. So also, one thing that we all have in common, for the most part, are ligaments, bones, tendons, and the rest of it. So when so-and-so tears an ACL, there's a certain protocol that goes into fixing it that we all share. Now, whether or not... My ACL is needed to do the same things that Steph Curry's ACL is, for example. It's totally different. I, I get that. But in terms of injury, repair, surgery, and all the rest of it, we're all the same in many ways. Um, I want to read this from uh, Jeff Mueller, who is a blue checkmark doctor on Twitter. Well, um, the blue checkmark no well, longer means what it used to. No, but this is somebody who has content on, uh, he's got something called DL football, right? Like, it's a, he's one, I know, there are a billion of them, but... He's got an interesting sort of take, which... What's this guy's name? Jerry Mueller? Jeff Mueller. And Mueller? it's not a take. It's not a take. Mueller? This, is, this may comfort some of you. Um, and maybe, you talk about dueling Twitter docs, this might fly right in the face of what Brian Feely said last night. So maybe Jeff Mueller and Brian Feely can have a fight uh, coming up at about 1230. But here's what he said. The Brock Purdy update... This actually falls in line with what we knew. This is a really bad UCL tear that is still too inflamed to perform surgery three and a half weeks post-injury. 
postponing to roughly four and a half to five weeks now. Severity of the injury makes sense, given how many consultations Purdy received to decide between UCL repair versus Tommy John surgery. This is not good or bad news. It just affirms what we knew of a bad tear. They're optimistic of a repair, but in reality, they won't know until they get in there and perform the surgery to see if the ligament is repairable. Good news is original surgery date of today put Purdy at six months, 19 days till week one, postponing to early March, still six plus months from week one. The only thing that I'm really focused on there is when he says this is not good or bad news. Like, Thanks, Doc. Him, well, but him. You went to medical school for that? No, but his point. Seriously, hold though. Hold on. Don't be dismissive. No, I will be dismissive his, no, he's got when a he's point on the here. fence. No, he's not on the fence. His point is the opposite of what Dr. Feely said. He says this is normal. That three and a half weeks after a really bad UCL tear, it would still be inflamed. He thinks that's normal. Doc Feely doesn't. We'll put the question to him in an hour and a half. Well, he says it's a bad UCL tear that is still too inflamed to perform surgery three and a half weeks post-injury. Right, which so, means that he's saying that there's some normalcy there. It's normal a that it's UCL a bad tear. UCL tear. And again, he does, no doctor knows other than the doctors who've actually seen it on the MRI. They're the only ones who know, and even they don't fully know until the surgeon himself, Dr. Meister, goes in there Correct. and cuts open his arm and is able to actually look at the UCL itself. But the fact that a bad UCL tear is likely going to be too inflamed to perform surgery, that's not good news to me. So I don't see the good news, bad news part of his tweet. No, uh, I don't. But it's not bad news either. I guess I guess the, the- it's bad news to me that it's so severe that it still is inflamed. That's not good. But we knew it was a bad one. We knew it was a really bad one. And but if he saying, would have gone for surgery today, that would have been better than the news that comes out that well, he has to postpone. Sure, but I guess what he's saying is, I guess my question for Doc Feely is, is this abnormal? That was Kyle's first question last night to right. him on text, and he said no. This doctor seems to be saying, based on an, a, a severe tear, which we already assumed because of how many consultations they had, He's making it sound like it is kind of normal. Right. That's what I want to know. I don't know. I'm not like you. I haven't had 28 surgeries. Yeah, and I'm actually shopping for my next surgery. I was, Are you? Yeah. What do you, what do you need now? Oh, I'm getting a knee replacement. You, you need that, don't you? I do. I don't need it. I, I kind of need it. I don't know. I'm going to need it at some point, but I was I'm, starting to look at the uh, like the return to play for a, a, a partial knee reconstruction, so I'm starting to shop around here a little bit. I haven't uh, watched your ref yet. I wonder what does that look like. It's not pretty. Is it is it's like not by, pretty. by game seven? Is it pretty limpy? Oh, pretty limpy it's and gimpy. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still really. making it up and down the floor. Okay, you no, know, I assumed that. Yeah, usually 16 miles for a nine game day. I is go it really. Yeah, because I go up you, and down. Do you put like a little Fitbit thing on I got there my or something? Phone. Yeah. My phone tracks the steps, and then the steps computes to the mileage. Yeah, 16 miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's about right. But is that, and, and that's counting just walking in between games and stuff? Exactly. Or, okay. you, know, you call a foul, and you got to walk about 10 steps to the table and let them know the foul. Then you got to go down to the baseline. you got to line the kids up, and you got to administer the free throw. Yeah. And now I'm on the baseline, so i got to work all the way back to the other end of the floor. Anyway, I don't want to get into semantics on this. Obviously, either. postponing it is not good news. That's not right, what I'm saying. Right. What I'm trying to uh, ascertain here is, is something weird or not. 
and 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 Mueller is saying no. Right. So from that perspective, and if Mueller says no, then I'm with Mueller. Well, I, I hope he's right. We'll find out what Feely says. It's not be the first time two doctors disagree. Of course. But but my point is is that it, it is based on what he's saying here. If this is just inflammation because of it's a bad tear, but all signs remain what they are. If they go in and do this next week instead of this week, does that change the whole story? Potentially, no. Right. Potentially, not at all. It does. Or potentially, all it changes everything. If they yes. go in there and it's a, a reconstruction, right? Totally. And the fact, but that's always been the case. Correct. But the fact that he still is too inflamed to get the surgery now tells me, and I believe Doctor Mueller, 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 Mueller. I believe Mueller. the doctor in what he's saying in terms of. It's a bad tear if there still is so much inflammation that it can't be repaired now. And if it's a bad tear, if the tear is more than just a garden variety partial tear, if this is a bad tear, if this is a borderline tear to where the doctor, Dr. Meister might go in and say, geez, this is borderline. Let's do Tommy John. This to me makes that more of a possibility than if they would have gone in today and just repaired it with the internal brace. By the way, I also have to check ourselves as uh, two people who are on the other side of their 45th birthday. Uh, uh, Kyle and Spadone, do you understand that reference when Dibs and I both went Mueller? No. Mueller. Do you get, day off. That's okay, thank you. Touch. That's all I wanted to know. I just want to check ourselves. Spadone, did you know it too? Did you get it? Yes. You Based did. On. All right, thank you. I love the young people. And I appreciate that as well. I just, I always want to know. I want to know when references are made, did that go completely over the head of somebody who's like 30? Well, it's hit and miss because that movie came out 37 years ago. Right. Neither Kyle nor Spadoni can even sniff their 37th birthday. But some movies have more staying power than That's others. The thing. And I'm not always necessarily... Like, sometimes, I bet there are movies we think have staying power that don't actually have staying power. Of course. Oh, and then it's also circumstantial based on the human you're talking to. Like, if Bonte is in here, Star Wars apparently doesn't have staying power. Right. For a lot of people, it does. Uh, but you have to explain your, uh, you know, Lando Calrissian uh, references <laughs> whenever it's Bonte. Thank you. All right. Uh, how about a Counting Crows reference? Let's go to Mr. Jones in Atlanta. And uh, me. Right here on uh, Weathered and Hi, Mr. Jones. What are you doing? What's up, fellas? On my way to, the, on my way to go drop off something at the mail. Perfect. Nice. Okay. okay. Uh, Great. Yeah, a little, just a little check, you know, just trying to get a little check out. That's all. Oh, you're mailing the check out instead of picking it up in the mailbox? That's too bad. Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Jones. So, you know, we we back in the same situation we was in last year, right? We ain't got no quarterback. <laughs> the, 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 head coach don't, the head coach don't like the winner that we got. You know what I'm saying? What does that mean? The head coach doesn't like the winner that we got. Well, you know, you know, he, him, and, him and Jimmy have been beefing. Since he's been trying to off him for the last two years. I see, but we don't. But we don't. But Mr. Jones, we don't quote got him. He's free agent. True, but we could have just paid him. It ain't like we got to give him forty million dollars. Yeah. You know I'm saying we can give him. We can give him a little money. We can give him. He's he's worth at least what Kirk Cousins is getting. Kirk been robbing the bank, uh, robbing the cradle for what the last three years. Well, if he's worth he's what 30. Kirk Cousins is making, then you're making it sound like the Niners can just, you know, just walk over there and huck $35 million at somebody, no problem. Like, that changes your salary cap a little bit. Well, whoever decided, I called in and said this last time, 
whoever gave them three first round picks away for that 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 I ain't gonna I ain't gonna disrespect buddy too much, but you know that 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 you that uh that high end used car we got over there. That they, 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 they can't stay out the shop. I know Jimmy be in there too, but at least he gets us to a Super Bowl or he gets us to an NFC Championship. We've never not been in the playoffs when he's played. So, you know, but I'd rather, again, keep him. Or why not? We, why can't we go get Jameis? I, he wants a big, big arm quarterback, right? That's mobile. Sound like Jameis to me. Cause All right. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm out on Jameis. Too many was turnovers. Jameis? <laughs> no. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, Mr. Jones is it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, just kind of light, airy name that anybody could grab and say that that's their name on the phone. So I don't know. Um, look, people like Jameis Winston would potentially be on the list. I'm with you that Jameis is not the guy. But I don't know. I, You know, Winston, Winston right now for me... That's somebody who turns the ball over too much, and that's the number one thing that Kyle Shanahan's always talking about. Right, is ball security, ball control, and ball security. And I guess the expectation is that Jameis Winston is going to get out of his contract. Are they going to buy him out? Is that why? What is his situation? Uh, I don't even know. He signed for one more year at uh, twelve point eight, fifteen point six is the dead cap. They can get out of him uh, for an eleven point two dead cap hit. That's the potential out, according to Spotrack, Yeah, as I look at it. So, I mean, are the Saints that eager well, to move off of him and eat $11 million? I, I mean, the Saints are obviously eager to go get a different starting quarterback. They met with Derek Carr. Right. So, I don't. I, I have no idea what they're going to do with uh, with Jameis Winston, but that's, a, that's way too much money for a backup. And that's way, to they, me, they, it's way too much money to eat just to get rid of a guy who right. could be your backup. Right. Yeah, so maybe the I, I, listen. I and isn't it's a Taysom, non-starter isn't anyway. Hill a free agent? Isn't Taysom Hill a free agent? Because you can use him as a backup quarterback too. But I feel like he's a free agent. Yeah, I didn't see him on my free agent quarterback list, but maybe they don't consider him a quarterback in many ways. Let me so. look on that one real quick. Taysom Hill contract? No, he's very much not a free agent. My bad. Uh, he did a. Four- he's arb two, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. You want to say it's funny. Yeah, Stremsky. Shasky talking about how he's triggered by the phrase QB1. Yeah. For me, it's ARB. You're triggered by ARB2. But, but not the actual. Pre-ARB1. But not like when you say it. I'm not like triggered by you saying the words. Right. I'm triggered by the idea, the process. Right. It's got to go away. It's just awful. Who's winning? Based on that, and don't tell me the team. The owners. No, they're not. The owners are winning. I Mike mean, Yastrzemski is a perfect example. And just a quick baseball digression. Mike Yastrzemski has been a good, solid, sturdy, fourth outfielder-ish kind of giant. He has power. He plays good, solid defense. They have him under team control until he's 34 years old. Yeah, but that's such a rare circumstance because he didn't break through to the bigs until he's almost 30. But that's a perfect like example most, of... But, but most dudes are doing what Mike's doing when they're 26, when they're 26 yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's doing it when he's 33, right? So, like, you're right. And I've actually... You know, I mean, I had this conversation with him. Where 
Thank you. I did. I had no, you you got to do it right. Well, one time Mike and I so were Mike having, and I, a, having a latte. Well, we were. No, we were. We were actually sitting in a uh, in a private room at Oracle Park. Just See, me this and him. Better when it's, you really it, dress it, it up. It was just me and him, and we're sitting there after you and, one. Of the, you and Yaz. Yeah, we were. It was after one of the games. Willie and Yaz, or yeah. Yaz and Willie. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> Willie and Yaz. I'm asking the questions here. So anyway, yeah, you know, we're having this conversation, and, and it's like. What, what what do you do in terms of how do you feel about that? Let's say you're Yaz. What would you feel good about? You're breaking through to the bigs in your late 20s when you probably have had a number of years where it was like, it's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. And then you break through into the bigs. It's like, okay, you're solidified. However, you're pretty much never going to be a free agent. You're never going to be able to get the Like, yes, nice dollars. But I mean, did you pull it up? What's his contract last year? What oh, did he make? I just I'm looking at this year. He's making uh, six point one. Great, wonderful money. Last year he made three point seven. That's huge. The dollars. year before that, six hundred thousand dollars. Right, and he'll keep. And how many arbs does he have left? Twenty eight. What, what what are we looking uh, at? Here? He's an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty six. Okay, so a <laughs> couple more arbs to go. And in twenty twenty six, he'll be how old? Thirty five. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's like, dude, by the time you get done with this, let's say this all goes really well and you can arb your way through six million last year or this year, and then next year it'll be eight, and the year after that it'll be ten, and you'll be a made man. Like that's a lot of money. Like, great. You're you're not gonna have to worry about money. That's a great living. And who knows what'll happen after that with his career. But like, you're gonna hit free agency for the first time when you're thirty-five. No one's gonna give you anything more than a one year deal. Right. Unless you're a superstar, and then maybe you get three, two or three, if you're like Scherzer, and you can, you're can you a Verlander, and you can pull a two or three year deal when you're 39 years old. But how would you feel? Like, what would you focus on? The unfairness of the ARB system, or hey, I'm an established big leaguer making $6 million this year, and about three years ago, I didn't even think, I, I thought I was going to be out of the game. I would love to say the latter, but you know me well enough exactly. to know how I would be focused. I'd be focused on this damn ARB system. and it, I'd It's feel, a terrible system. Yeah, he's held down, but not so much the case in the NFL. Uh, no, and, you know. NFL has its own contractual issues in terms of well, sure. Oh, you got 130 million. Well, it's really only 45 million and we cut you. Cut you. And yeah. Gone. yeah. And that's um, what Matt Ryan's facing. He's got no doubt. I mean, he's on the hook for what? 40 million this upcoming year and he's not going to see a penny of it. What he got? It's something huge. I'll look it up. Oh my so gosh. You go to the phone. Yeah, Bob in San Francisco next up on Willard and Dibs. Hey Bob, what are you doing? Hey, I thought uh, that Mr. Jones in Atlanta brought up some valid points. Um only thing I'm thinking about is whoever the next quarterback is for the Niners, I'd like to see, especially on play action pass, a better blocking scheme so we don't have to go through this again. You know, in that one game we had two quarterbacks knocked out and then throughout the season it's you know, it's fine as long as we're running offside, right? So you can let that free guy go. But when you're doing a play action pass, there's nobody there to block the guy. So, Bob, what if I get what you're saying, but what if we responded to you and and instead of our words, like were 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 you happening to were you? It was it possible you were listening the day uh, shortly after the Niner Eagle game when we had uh, Hall of Fame left tackle Joe Thomas on? Do you remember that? No, I didn't. Okay, Joe is basically saying, "Look, the scheme that you guys are all ripping is literally the scheme that all the NFL teams are trying to copy." Like, because it works. And yes, 
you are going to end up in spots where, as for instance, the famous play, you end up with a backup tight end trying to block Hassan Reddick. Now, first of all, the backup tight end is not going to block Hassan Reddick for a long time, but you'd like to think that he could block him for a second. You'd like to get think, a piece. Like, maybe don't whiff. And secondly, there is responsibility on the quarterback to know where the weaknesses are on that line and therefore move in a spot where you can buy yourself an extra a second or two, which Brock did not do. He's a rookie. He, he messed up on that one, as did Tyler Croft. But are we there? Are we now like, oh, we've got to redo the blocking scheme because of this one injury? Because, by the way, you cannot draw a line to the blocking scheme and all the 49er quarterback injuries. You can't do that. Because they've all been in different spots on the field. The and two in the Philadelphia game, though, were both uh, situations where your blocking broke down and your quarterbacks got lit up. I know, but... Those two, that's all I'm saying. But they also get sacked in every game. Like, just because Josh Johnson got hurt, that doesn't mean the... Bl- right? Like... Right, <laughs> Joe Burrow got sacked more you than can, any quarterback in the league, and he was able to make it through the yeah, entire year. Like your you, quarterback sacks happen without season-ending injuries. Right, they do, they do. But when we're talking about this in terms of the blocking and the injuries, the fact that you lost two quarterbacks in the Eagle game because of blocking mistakes—that is a fact. Kyle Madsen is freaking out right now. What is it you want to say? Just, the light is flashing in there. I know, <laughs> no, you, just, I know no, you're chomping at the bit. What no, do you got? No, it's because I'll turn it on, and then I don't want to like make a noise, so no, I'll just I turn it off until I no, think you I can jump in exci- again. You seemed excited about this one. Excited. The other thing that goes over is Hassan Reddick made an unbelievable individual play to just not bite on play action there. Like The goal is he's going to slow down a little, and then Tyler Croft gets a little, and that's time to get Brock to get rid of the ball. He just... He for, forgot if the Niners had handed it off that play, Hassan Reddick was going to be nowhere near the play. Right. But they didn't. So it just, like, stuff happens, man. <laughs> there are That's not bump- the way I remember that there expression. There are bumper stickers that say that. And, yeah, Kyle, you're, like, exactly right. And this is, this is something that I believe 49er fans, our fan base, we need therapy. And we deserve it because we've been super unlucky with injuries. But I, 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 I am going to subscribe. There are two sides to this conversation. I know which one I subscribe to. And Kyle, it sounds like you subscribe to it as well. It's the stuff happens side, which is to say, like, yeah, I am going to call it bad luck. Like, some of you want to blame Kyle Shanahan and you want to look at the number of injuries the 49ers have had and say, well, this is just way too heavy to, to be a, a, an accident or a coincidence. Well, to me, I find it very, very compelling when he comes out and goes, all right, let's look at the four quarterback injuries. Like, absolutely none of the four are the same. So how are you going to then draw a thread through the four? You've got completely different quarterbacks who are all hit in completely different spots on the field with completely different body parts that got hurt. And now you're going to say in a league where everybody gets hit in every game, that the fact that they got hurt is the coach's fault? No, the thread is the thread that goes through the uniform that they wear. That's the thread. But, but what's the thing that you actually think is happening there? Well, it 
what's happening is you have quarterbacks who get hurt more often than other teams. That's what's happening. So, but you have again, to have a reason for that if you believe there's something there other than bad the luck. The reasons are all individualized. The reason that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt is because he always gets hurt. Okay, he's been hurt five times in his tenure with the 49ers. So, so that's not on Kyle. Well, it's on Kyle for picking a quarterback who gets hurt a lot. And according to sources in New England, he was a certain five-letter word about the injury that he had there, and he couldn't play because he chose not to play. And his, his own teammates back in New England accused him of being soft, for lack of a better word. So yeah. Kyle chose that quarterback to be the quarterback that they went out and signed, and that quarterback got hurt repeatedly. Trey Lance got hurt running the football, and whether or not you think that it's reckless to run a quarterback that much, he ran the ball 13 times in the Bears game, and then he came out and was running it in the Seattle game, and he got hurt. When you carry the ball in football, you're more likely to get tackled, and when you get tackled, you're more likely to get hurt. And again, I'm you could blame Kyle if you want. I don't blame him for that, but the simple fact of putting a quarterback with the ball in his hands more often, he's more likely to get hurt because people want to tackle the guy with the ball. The Brock Purdy injury is a confluence of, of a bad sequence of events, but, and I was just reading this on the YouTube, Hassan Reddick, according to scouting reports, doesn't really play the run. So he's not going to be a guy who's going to sit there and be indecisive. He blew past Croft. Purdy should have climbed in the pocket. Fine. That was a freak injury, and hopefully Brock Purdy's not injury-prone. Hopefully he comes back and he's able to play through it. The Josh Johnson injury was Ndamukong Sue being better than your interior offensive line. They got blown through, and he got lit up. Yeah. I, I, I guess, like, I, all of that, I just blow it off. That's like, yeah. It's football. I blow the whole thing, I guess. So why do they have more quarterback injuries than other teams? It's more than just... Bad luck. No, I that's too. I don't agree. That's too dismissive. I, I, I mean, I literally don't know what other reason you could, anyone could come up with. Like you literally had to just go through four different reasons, right? So none of them is a reason. You would need if you don't believe it's bad luck. You need a reason. But, you need to uh, say what Kyle's, is bad luck? I mean, that's it's bad luck. It's just like arms and ligaments and foots and bone. They broke the feet. They, they they broke. So Joe, Joe Burrow gets hit more than any quarterback on the Niners combined, and yet he doesn't get hurt, and that's good luck. I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's it's more than that. But what is it? Well, it's either your training staff is not preparing these guys appropriately or you're bringing in players who are more susceptible to injury. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo I mean. tore his ACL on his own. Is that bad luck or is that bad? F- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
physical conditioning. I mean, literally bad luck. Yeah, yeah. He planted or maybe his it. his body I mean, was not conditioned enough to I where mean, he could he could sustain planting his foot in the this, ground. This this ACL thing that we read a couple hours ago, where the 49ers have the most since 2013, has been through about four or five different training staffs. Right, like I, 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 I is that bad luck or yeah. is it bad scouting? I don't, I don't, I don't is know. Is it how, a combination of all? I don't of know it? how it could be anything else. Scouting is like you can't scout an ACL for its strength. You can scout a player for his ability to be physical and to be in the shape to to be able to cut. Or, anyway, I, I just yeah, like it's it's very very hard for me to 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 blame this on someone or something unless someone can literally put it in a sentence. The 49ers have injuries because, and then fill in that blank. If you can't give me a, like, yeah, Kyle Shanahan puts their players in bad spots, blocking scheme, training staff, if you, like. Maybe it's all of it. Bad luck. Nick Mullins was injured. C.J. Beathard was injured. Everybody gets injured. It's football. Look at every other team in in football. They they don't go through as many quarterbacks as these guys do. Patrick Mahomes played through his injury. uh, Patrick Mahomes missed a series, coach, (laughs) with a high ankle sprain, pal. Buddy, buddy. Patrick Mahomes never missed a game. Is that what you're telling me? Did he miss a game this year? No, he didn't. You had him out for four to six weeks. The guy missed a series. Because they said it was a high ankle sprain, and it clearly wasn't. Maybe they have a better better training staff than the Niners. Yeah, you want to play the blame game, you can. I'm, I'm not blaming I'm, anybody. I'm just pointing like out it. the facts. Yeah, I'm out on that. But uh, The fact is they've gone through more quarterbacks than almost any other team in football. Uh, Warrior Wednesday is brought to you by Freedman's Appliance. Trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. We'll get to more of your phone calls. Coming up next on the 49er quarterback situation, the NFC West quarterback situation and where it goes next. And we're lucky that this all comes down on a Wednesday. Doc Feely is joining us in one hour on Willard and Dibs. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Is YouTube back? Oh, we're back. Okay. The one I'm looking at, but I, I'll, I'll reboot also. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. No, I did. I refreshed. I'm still looking at Shasky and Styles, which is great. I mean, uh, a couple of good-looking young men right here. Uh, but anyway, our YouTube feed went down for a second. And yeah, we're back. Get we're you, back. We're back. Yeah. Get your butt back on uh, YouTube. Oh. If that's the way you choose to take in the show. But of course, many, many ways. Uh, Odyssey app, obviously traditional, 95.7 The Game. You can hit us on our Xfinity mobile text line, Twitch. Uh, all of that available to you. You can actually catch it on Xfinity. Uh, Deep, deep down the dial on your channels, there's uh, like the radio comes through your TV as well, I found. Or or you can go to the top of a building here uh, in in San Francisco and uh, with a high-powered scope, uh, you can uh, try to look uh, through the blinds. That's not Don't the get preferred way. Very windy. Scary, but right? yeah, Very it windy. Yeah, it's scary. Is it still the same? Is the wind the same out there right now? Nah, it died down this morning. Good lord! I, not. I mean, had I had one of those boom power outages oh, last wow. night. You know when you like, get a power outage where it's just like, oh, boom. power went out, and you do the same thing we all do, which is you poke outside, and you're like, does anybody else have power? And the whole neighborhood's like dark. Like, okay, it's not just me, but I had one of those. 
and then pow, like everything. Wow. Like, oh, That's a transformer. Yeah, but it was, but it was, it was the neighborhood. It was the grid. It was a small grid. So most of the people in the city had power, but our grid did not. And uh, let's just say we had a lot of flashing PG&E lights right outside our window yeah. uh, until deep into the night. But it was only, they got it back on, I think, by about 10, 15, 10, 30 last night. Yeah. But uh, shout out PG&E for doing so much work, so much hard work in these storms. We all, It's easy to give PG&E a hard time for this and a hard time for that. But I appreciate what they do because when you lose your power, we have about 30 seconds worth of patience until we get oh, our power back. Done. And and your stu- your mind goes to all kinds of places. And it's one of those things, too, where people today were so reliant on our electronics right. that we immediately are like, oh, my God. I went to bed. I texted you guys because texting was literally the only thing I could do. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, eh, you come up with some ideas. I got nothing tonight. I'm going to bed. Yeah. And I got like the best night's sleep I've had in weeks because we're going to be without heat. So I even let my little guy go hop. Uh, you can hop into my bed tonight, little guy. And and we just slept in there. And I'm like, our body warmth might help each other in this particular <laughs> nice. case. And uh, we're going to bed at 930. And I did. And that was it. So I didn't even know when the power came back yeah. on. I woke up at one point and the teenagers were in there watching TV. They probably Perfect. had a blast. They're like, oh, dad's gone. You know, let's make cake. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the hell was happening in the other room. But yeah, they were working hard deep into the night. That's we were for sure. having the same body heat debate because baby girl goes down at like 637. And so if we lost power, we're like, we're going to have to go. We don't do the co-sleeping, but we're going to throw her in the big bed just to try to I make mean, sure that everything could work out. She's big enough where that wouldn't scare you anymore, right? Yeah. Six months, it's still... A little tight. Yeah, still, you know, every now and again, she'll be sleeping in the crib, and my wife will say, go in there and poke her. Make sure she's alive. She's still... Yeah. Yeah, that's just first baby. Yeah. That's all that Well, is. and I've, you know, I got a couple you of these. around so I, the block. I always say, ah, she's fine, and then she'll say, you don't know that. It's like, okay. <laughs> I do know that, I but do, I'll, no, I'll, I'll go. humor you. Yes, I'm going. Um, which NFC West team would you like to be right now? From the quarterback perspective. Oh, boy. Like right now? Right now. Today. Spinoni. Game show music, if you would, please. I, I don't even know if we need it, but eh, thanks. I still would say, by default, it would be the 49ers. Because Seattle, you are going to re-sign Geno Smith, right? Or you're not. We don't know. And if you're not, what are you going to do in Seattle? So... I don't think that any of the real high-profile free agents, and by the way, there aren't that many free agent quarterbacks well, out there, and I'm not counting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like that's the thing. We're 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 sort of jumping ahead in terms of who's available. Like even oh, Jimmy should go to Tennessee. Well, you're right. Ryan Tannehill is technically not available right now. Right? Um, will he become available? Maybe, but there's Jimmy. If you're and- Tennessee, would you rather have Tannehill or Garoppolo? See, that's the. I mean, that's kind of the point there. I think Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo. Just because um, he's he's more accomplished, and you've clearly you feel like you've reached as high as you're going to go with Tannehill with that particular group. Um, and Jimmy would be fitting into a, a a scenario that's very similar to what he knows before. Elite running back, good right. defense, a coach that wants to win the game twenty three to seventeen. I'd I'd rather go Jimmy, but it's not. 
Yeah. It's not a blowout. I think that they're more likely to stay with Tannehill. It's an $18 million dead cap hit if they move off of Tannehill. So if you got to sign Jimmy G three years and $60 million, let's, let's say you get him in a bargain. Well, now that 18 is a dead cap plus the 20 you're going to pay Jimmy G, that's $38 million for Jimmy Garoppolo ostensibly. I think that Tennessee is one year away from really getting out there. I think they ride with Tannehill one more year. Yeah, and they've got Malik Willis. I don't know what they really think about him at, at this point, uh, but they took him relatively early not too long ago. Right. That one's a, that's an interesting situation. That whole division, I don't I mean, obviously the Jaguars now look like they're on the right track, and outside of that, I don't know what anybody's doing, but... To um, your question, though, yeah. I still think it's the Niners because Seattle, it's either Geno Smith or fill in the blank, and right. I don't know if you fill in the blank any better than Geno was this year. Arizona with Calamari out for the year, most likely with the ACL. And, I mean, you got Blau and Colt McCoy, and you're drafting a well, quarterback in Arizona. So Cardinals, you're going to have a rookie. The Cardinals, I would submit, are in fourth place in this conversation. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. they're stuck. They paid someone big money, so you can't turn it over to somebody else. Um, he might be back for a part of this year. He might not be. And even if he is, what do we know about people returning from an ACL? Somebody who uses his legs as much as Kyler does is probably not going to look the same right away. And then even when everything's all back to normal, I don't think he's that good to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So I hate the Cardinal situation the most. Well, they do have a potential out in 2028. <laughs> Uh, with no dead cap hit. Okay, good. So they'll good. So it'll be fine by that. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, the cap hits only sixteen million this year, and then next year, fifty one point eight is your cap hit. Yeah, fifty one. They're stuck. Point eight. They're totally more than stuck, stuck yeah. Mark. They're in quicksand. And you look at Los Angeles. I guess they would be the number two choice. But Matthew Stafford is he still gonna play? If Stafford comes back and plays and is healthy, maybe they are the number one choice, but I still would rather roll with what the Niners have. Um, Matt Stafford is such an interesting uh, case because, um, look, he's one year removed from winning a Super Bowl. And, I, you know, how old is Matt Stafford? He's 35. 35. All yeah. right, 35 years old. Married to Kelly Hall in 2015. And he which is... Which was a, crazy. He is... <laughs> it was crazy. Thank you when you think yeah, about it. Thank it you, really, really was. I mean, they looked at each Our other. Our wedding night like, was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Kelly. I heard that Kelly's maid of honor speech started with, I mean, it, it was, was crazy. crazy because, like, <laughs> that's Matt Stafford. He's like a quarterback. Like, he's famous. It was crazy. Anyway, uh, he signed for uh, one, two, three, four more years. The out is in 2026. Yeah. Which uh, which means it's forty nine point five million in twenty twenty four and fifty million the following year. Yikes! Then you have he's not retiring. No, but you and then you have the rumors about like oh his back and his neck. We haven't really seen it necessarily on the field, so I don't know how big of a problem it is. But are we getting to the point at age thirty five? With four more years left on the deal, where Matt is going to be unlikely to make it through seasons, that's a possibility. And then, same conversation as Kyler Murray. He gets all the way back and everything's normal, right? He's ready to play. Here we go, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup's healthy, all that. Is he, is he still elite? Or does he have a Golden State Warriors feel to him where after oh, his Super Bowl, it started to end quickly because, I mean, wasn't he leading the league in interceptions when he got hurt last year? I think he was. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't hate their situation, but it's not great. No, and it's not great, especially if he's not as healthy or, like you're saying, is he not as motivated or is are they not as good? Because they're on the hook for Stafford for three more years. They don't have a potential out until 2026 unless they want to take a huge cap hit because they owe him a lot of money still, Mark. So they're not in as bad a spot as Arizona, and Stafford's a better quarterback than Kyler Murray is, without a doubt. But he's not getting any younger, 35 this upcoming year, and the Rams are kind of in an interesting spot coming off a bad year. The thing about the 49ers situation that I think is different than the other three, though, is this is like desperation-level gotta win a Super Bowl window. That's the thing for me that changes their situation. The Rams are not in that. They just won. The Cardinals and Seahawks don't ever have those expectations. The NFC is so open right now, and the 49ers have such an incredible roster, and how much longer will that be the case? How much longer is Christian McCaffrey healthy? How much longer is Debo on the team? How much longer is Trent Williams going to play football? Flirted with talking about retirement just a month ago. So, like, they got to get through right now. And if they don't have a right now quarterback, then that's a huge problem. And the two quarterbacks they have, I don't know if Trey Lance is, is ever going to be that. And I don't know until he has surgery if Brock Purdy is going to be available. And so I'm with you. I think that I'll take the 49ers situation unless we find out in a week and a half that Brock Purdy's arm is is just a total mess and then and then what then what do you do i you it almost you could i don't want to call Trey Lance square one cuz it's not but if they decide in the offseason that he's just not the guy then then they're the same as the Seahawks they're just square one yeah with a better roster much better roster but i think that and let's just say, worst case scenario, Brock Purdy goes in a week and they take a look at his arm and they go to have surgery and they say, you know what, Brock, you need Tommy John. Your UCL is so badly damaged that it's a borderline case. If we can put the internal brace in and you can get better in six months, but we know for sure that if we take your UCL out and we put a new UCL in, we reconstruct your ligament, you're out 9 to 12 months, we'll see you in 2024, they may go that route with Brock Purdy. And if I'm Brock Purdy, and it's a borderline call, I'm telling them, give me the Tommy John. Because I'm under contract for a tiny, a pittance amount of money. So why would I want to rush myself back and potentially have a season-ending Tommy John-like injury to my UCL, as opposed to, let me take the whole year and come back in 2024 and give it a go then. Is that a local or general anesthesia? Oh, it's a general. Okay. It's a general. All so, surgeries of those. That's what I would have figured. So I've had you, four surgeries, and they all have been general. So if, when you say hey, it's a borderline call, and I'm Brock Purdy, I'm telling him, go Tommy John. Brock Purdy's not going to be able to answer that question. No, but, uh, and I heard uh, him say this from Radio Row. He has already told the doctor, Dr. Meister, yeah. uh, make the call that you think needs to be made. Yeah. So, you know, well, that's what most patients will do. Like, you're the doctor. Right. You tell me what's best. But normally, like, all the surgeries I've had, it's been like, we're going to do this. And obviously, 
if you go in and it's like, oh, we found there's a fork in the road. Exactly. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna do what you need to do as a doctor. But when you're dealing with a quarterback, if it's a borderline, whether or not the internal brace will be good enough, or if we should go full Tommy John. If I'm Brock Purdy, I'm saying let's just do the Tommy John. Um, let's go to headquarters in Oakland. Um, yeah, that's the name. Headquarters. You're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? Yes, how y'all doing? I'm just calling in, talking about uh, Trey Lance. The reason I believe Shanahan wanted Trey Lance is because he reminded so much of Patrick Mahomes. He's definitely not a runner, but he will improvise if need be. But he has that arm. He has those traits just like Patrick Mahomes. So that's why I believe that he he wanted uh, Trey Lance. Okay, so we're talking about traits, though. Like, the, do you know... This is so tough. Like, I hate this for Trey, to be honest with you. Like, to put Trey Lance's name in the same conversation with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as we do because they have the same traits, uh, they have very few of the same traits. They're large people, and they're strong, and they're fast. And that's it. So far. I mean... Do you know how much that's underselling Patrick Mahomes to say that Trey Lance has the same traits? He doesn't move in the pocket the same way. He actually doesn't have that strong of an arm. Nobody does. Patrick Mahomes' arm. Do you like Patrick Mahomes right now when you look at the last 4 years of the NFL? Like slowly but surely we didn't notice he's running this league. He runs the league. We looked at the AFC West. All right. Herbert's ready. Russell Wilson's coming to town. Raiders are in Vegas. Super Bowl win. Yeah. Whatever, you guys. But Josh Allen, Super Bowl win. Joe Burrow, Super Bowl. What if we throw something different at you like Jalen Hurts? Philadelphia. Super Bowl. Exactly. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in all of sports right now. All of sports. Not with Not Giannis Hurts, maybe. I don't even think he. I don't even think Giannis healthy. The Joker. The difference. Nikola Jokic. The difference between the best player in each sport and like how much effect that has on the end of the season. I, I'll take Mahomes. The over, quarterback definitely yes, is always going to be a more a, impactful position. Like, certainly. I don't want. Did Kyle Shanahan take him because he has traits like that? Yeah, but I mean, obviously, to this point, it's already at minimum a, a, a been a miscalculation. It, at minimum, and, and an admitted one. I mean, it, it was in yeah, print was, last yeah. week. He doesn't well, run like we thought he'd run. That's according to sources. Well, but who do you think that guy's talking to? Well, who? Not Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I don't think so. Talking to people in the organization. It's different. Than, and again, we can talk about the reportage and all these reporters who said the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. And then the 49ers didn't take Mac Jones. That's different. So it's not different. It's totally different. It's that's, only different in that we want to remember. No. We want to remember what we want to remember. That's you know a what, draft, You know what dips. season this is? This is hyperbole season and rumor season. And so, until Trey Lance gets healthy and until he has a chance to be starting quarterback again and until the team decides to go elsewhere, that to me is actual evidence. All the rest of this is According to sources, let me ask you this: and words and hyperbole, and I'm a reporter. That's totally and different. No, it's, it's totally different. It's actually it's equally insignificant in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, in my opinion, you go into a draft and somebody thinks you're going to take somebody other than who you're going to take. 
that's advantageous to you. In other words, the 49ers are motivated to have people think they're going to do something other than what they're going to do. What would be their motivation to publicly put out we don't like the way Trey Lance See, runs. they didn't publicly put this out. This no, is a reporter. speaking to a reporter on the record. He wouldn't publish it if it was off the record. But who is speaking to the reporter? Somebody in the organization. And who would that be? Because if it's not I one, don't of know. One, or, one or two people, it doesn't matter to me. It goes deeper than one or two. It could be anyone on the coaching staff. I mean, sure, listen. it could be somebody in the, in the training staff. Listen, it could I be tr- the ball boy, for I, crying out loud. I, listen, I trust the media more than most people do. I know what's happened in our country the last 10 years. It's super cool to be like the media is out to get us. And you do have a point on some level, like there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in the media. Now, that conversation is more about politics and less about sports. But I I, I have found, and this is just me now, this is kind of a Twitter thing, we've decided on many levels that people who have been doing this stuff for 20 or 30 years and have incredible relationships and have worked very hard to build those relationships and talk to people and gather information, we love to be the first one in line to be like, the hell do you know there albert breer is a very large name right in the nfl sports media has he ever been wrong has he ever concocted a story he's a human being has he ever concocted a story is i said no is he boots on the ground here in the bay area the guy's in the east coast so he doesn't have a phone like he doesn't he has a travel phone, to camps the, what we do in our side of the media is we take these reports and we blow them up into fact and all I'm saying is, from what Albert Breer is reporting, doesn't tell me definitively that this is how they feel about it Trey Lance. tells me definitively that he talked to somebody on the inside. I'm happy he did. That's yeah. awesome for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what's where's the distrust from? Who, who wins there? Why would someone tell him that, and why would Albert put that out there? He would put it out there so that he can have his story be put out there and picked up and make him more important. If he doesn't report this, okay. then... I mean, you're calling Albert Breer a fraud. I'm not calling him a fraud. Sounds like it. What I'm saying I is... Mean, his reporting his report is, is... His report is based on what right. he who he talked to. Yeah. Who did he talk to? Somebody very high up. You don't know that. I do know that because Albert... Somebody that's the very way. high up. I, I just... Uh, the, the fact that we the way t- it works. You know no, this. But you know the way it works is when we get to week one, the 49ers will have a quarterback that they think is good enough to be the quarterback. So if it's Trey Lance come August, well then Albert Breer's narrative or whatever reporter, their narrative will be, well, he did all the work to, to change the narrative because what, the narrative the in February was, was X and Y no, and Z. It's not, it's not a narrative. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a report. Yeah, and there's a specific sentence in there. This is the 49ers are not, he does not run the way he, they thought he would run. That's not made up. Right. That's and not I, made up. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, not, that's not brain surgery to say that he doesn't run the way that they thought he would what? run. You could see that in the fact that he ran himself into injury. <laughs> and they ran him inside the tackles that, because he didn't run outside the tackles. That has nothing to do with their state of mind back when they drafted him. Back when they drafted him, they obviously thought a certain thing. And now, as they put him onto the field, they think something different. That's interesting. Yeah, well, that's, that's an admission. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty and clear it's to see. it's not made from... up by somebody like Albert Breer. You don't make that stuff up. That's not, that's not Albert's opinion. That's not, I watched the game and they clearly don't. That's, I spoke to someone 
and they're on the inside, and they told me this, and I'm sharing that. Yeah, and you can That's see that, that by works. watching Trey Lance play. Right, I mean, how can you see what they thought on draft day? You can see, um, obviously, they thought he was more mobile than he is. I just think this this whole thing is really, like, it's kind of, it's fundamental to the entire 49er quarterback conversation because it ends up leading to, for instance, what you see on chat boards and Twitter all the time. You can't say something right now about Trey Lance without people being like, oh, you hate him? You're rooting against him? It goes to racism? All of this stuff. When actuality, the way that most people work in the media is we're simply passing along and, and, and working with information that is being given from the people who are actually doing this. Nobody hates Trey. Why would anyone hate Trey Lance? What's to hate? It looks like the nicest kid on the face of the planet. So what do the Niners benefit by leaking this to Albert Breer? What does this do for Trey Lance? You're in a spot of honesty. You're in a spot of honesty. But what does this do for Trey Lance? It sets up the 49ers quarterback situation for the offseason. But if you're Trey Brock- Lance and you read this, how do you feel about it? I don't that? know. It probably would motivate you, I would think. Well, I, mean, I would hope. It motivate you to what? Get I mean, faster? Again, we're spotlighting one sentence when the entire article, what it was actually about, was the fact that Brock Purdy's the quarterback, but he's hurt, and that injury may present an opportunity for Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance can do something with that opportunity and become something other than what he was before, then the sky's still the limit for him. Right. But that's very, very revealing to me about where this has been over the last two years of Trey Lance being a part of the organization. And it way too quickly turns into people going, oh my gosh, you hate Trey Lance, try to keep the man down, try to this, that, the other. Guys on the inside like Jimmy and they like, it's like it's all a bunch of junk. This is all this is all coming from from real people with real relationships with with real stories about what happened here. But the narratives are all fanned by the flames of these reports. And I'm not saying that Albert Breer didn't talk to somebody, but the fact that the team is giving him this information and he's writing this piece, all that does is to fan the flames of discontent about the entire situation from oh, a fan standpoint. Why so? Because fans who love Trey Lance, who think, I haven't seen Trey Lance, and I'm excited for Trey Lance. We traded up to get him, and, and he sat his whole first year, and then he played five quarters, and he's never gotten a chance. And now these reports are coming out via Albert Breer about what the team really thinks about him, and Trey Lance has never really been given a chance to go out there and play, according to those fans who are Trey Lance fans. All this does (laughs) is fan the narrative of the team giving up on Trey Lance. The word narrative and fanning flames, this is all, that's that's all. These are my words. Yeah, they're fan, that's fan stuff. We've only gotten to watch Trey Lance a couple times. The team's with him every day. So their opinion, greater than ours. Absolutely. No. No, it is. Okay, so I want to know what they're thinking. Well, That's I all want I to know what they're thinking if they want to go out and say it. When they, when teams do this, when they use reporters and reporters write their stories based on their sources and what they've heard, to me, that is a passive-aggressive way well, I mean, to get your message out. I'm not going to just call a press conference for no reason. I mean, that's that's what reporting is. Um, it's all sponsored by Pfizer. We can keep going with your phone calls, and we're tracking toward Dr. Brian Feely on the entire Brock Purdy situation about a half hour away. Uh, 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.